Hey everybody, I'm Zachary Teen of Warrior Teen Productions, and I'd like to welcome you all to the Zats Film Odyssey podcast, a podcast designed to track my journey through the film industry as I make my way into becoming a filmmaker. Welcome to the second episode of the podcast named... Write that down, Timmy. As we talked about writing. My journey into writing started as a novel writer. I wanted to write a fantasy novel that I had an idea for back in 2014. And all it really amounted to was notes and a few chapters that I wrote out that I eventually scrapped and went back to the drawing board. Because it wasn't good enough for what I wanted to put out. Now screenwriting for me became as a necessity. Now as I mentioned before in the last episode that I wanted to be an editor. I still want to be an editor. And to have to get editing jobs doing short films and feature films, you got to have a body of work. But to get that body of work, you got to get jobs. It's a little bit of a catch-22. You need editing experience to get editing jobs, but you can't get editing. But you need editing jobs to get editing experience. So my fits for this conundrum was to start writing my own material and to film it, which led to my very first script that we started back in 2016, uh, late 2016, with my uh, co-writer and really good friend Matthew Corey. How that script came about was I told him that I need this start writing something in a shoot. He loved the idea. So we were thinking of something to write that we could shoot easily on a very low budget. During this time, I was editing his YouTube channel, The Reaper Riddle Fiction. You can still check it. It's still on uh, YouTube today. And where he did his short stories and we put like a little video to the background. Uh, like the first couple was just like a campfire scene. Telling a story around a campfire. Classic. And then the others we got a little bit more bold with. And then they kind of died out because he used to narrate the stories while I did the editing. But he got busy. He was editing his own books. He had a home life. He has another job. So he got busy where he couldn't record and get his books out in a timely manner of which he wants to get them out. Get them written, get them edited, get them out. So that YouTube channel kind of fell by the wayside. Now we still own it. We still have it. And it might make a comeback here in the future. So keep your eyes out. On that YouTube channel, there was a story called Rubicon, which was one of his short stories of a school-aged kids who were held up in a school holding out for survival against a zombie apocalypse. I wrote a story that was about survival of a group of people at an old army fort during the collapse after an event happened that started mutating people, plants, and animals into what we now call the feral in our screenplays. So we took those two ideas and we meshed them together. That's how the script Survive came about. Survive took us about four months to get together. And then after writing it, we were trying to think of all these cool things we wanted to do. And, you know, first time screenwriters, you know, we have big dreams. Then we printed it out. And I gave it to my wife to read. And she was like, it's good. But the only thing is, is why do I care about these characters? That was her feedback that just rattled me to the core. Because we didn't give anyone a reason why we care about these characters. They're just, these are the protagonists. So we have to care about them, right? Wrong. From there, I started listening to some screenwriting books. I liked audiobooks compared to written books because I'm in my car a lot. And I listened to the book Save the Cat. 
which gave me a lot of great ideas. Now, Save the Cat has been used as pretty much a cookie-cutter format for Hollywood films these days. They stick to the same beats that are in that book and his outlines and stuff you can find online, Save the Cat. And they stick to those beats because those scripts sell in Hollywood because they stay to the same money-making format and Hollywood's about making money. I'm not sticking to this format because, one, I'm writing short films. And, two, when I write my feature-length film, I might stick to a little bit of it, but I want to veer off a little bit because of the nature of the story I want to tell. And that's the main thing about screenwriting is you're trying to tell a story, but you're trying to write it in such a way that someone can visualize it and put it into pictures. And that's the whole purpose of a screenplay is to be put into pictures. Now remember, screenwriting is the only type of writing that's not meant to be read. It's meant to be seen. A screenplay is only meant to be read once and then performed. So after those comments came, sat down and think, well, maybe the way we can make people care about these characters is if we write a prequel movie. And I started hammering out the outline for the prequel. The outline and what we finally came up with are totally different. Because then... I was driving along. I had this scene that just popped in my head of two guys taking a sniper shot on a target and the whole setup of that sniper shot. And I'm like, I want that in my story. Because I, I know I, I have the vision in my head. I'm the one who's going to be directing it. So I'll write this into the story as the beginning of the prequel. So we started writing out. I, well, I started writing out the prequel. And then one night I knocked out the first 15 pages like it was nothing. It just... It just flowed. And then uh, I got with Matt, gave him the script, started hammering out my ideas to him. He started writing up some uh, of his own ideas. And then we, in about two more months, we hammered out what now is known as Long Shot. Now, these titles are all working titles. So after we finished that first draft of Long Shot, I printed it out and started going through it, taking notes, and then went back and made the second draft. And then I sent him some notes and he made the third draft. And then the fourth draft happened. Now what happened with the fourth draft is I'm there reading it. One, I realize how long it is. It's like 48 pages. Now a rule of thumb with screenwriting is that a minute on screen is one page. Something in 48 minute short movie. I'm like, this is a long short movie. Because if you know, the short movies are part of the Academy. And I'm not thinking these are Academy-worthy short films. No means. They recognize as short films anything from 23 to 43 minutes is their sweet spot for movies that get nominated for the Academy Award. So I'm like, okay, where can we make cuts? And then I'm going through and I'm reading it. And I'm like, I don't like this part. And I don't like this part. So I cut them. And then I'm like, well, if we cut them, how am I going to build this drama here? And I'm like, I'm not going to build that drama here. I'm going to nip it in the bud here and just build a huge dramatic scene right here at the beginning, right in your face. And so we wrote it. That was draft four. And we cut it down to like 32 pages. Like we cut 16 pages by making this one major change. From there, I handed out to some of my filmmaker friends who gave me some great comments. One of them said that he couldn't tell when and where or how it's taking place. He didn't know if they were a special ops team. So that was a huge help because that means I'm not portraying in the script where and what I want to happen. 
So we added some text on screen at the beginning. The first strip, just to let you know, takes a. The first strip, just to let you know, takes place five years after the event, where this long shot happens two years. So there's a three-year time gap in between the two strips as well. So it still served its purpose as a prequel as well. But it's taken on a life of its own, and I'm liking where things are now with long shots than I was with Survive. Now, I'm going to keep Survive, and my purpose of this script now is to break it into a 10-episode web series where Long Shots is the first and Survive is going to be somewhere in the middle as we move towards the end. So this led us to version 5. Now, version 5, we thought we had a working script. We were, like, we were quite happy with version 5. So I got together with a casting agent, and we got some actors together to do a table read. With this table read, we're having it over at my friend Tony's house, who was one of the actors. He voiced Hodges in the script. When we got to his house, I set up some microphones in my recording device because I wanted to record it so I would have the notes of what it sounded like afterwards. Now, one of the other notes I got from my filmmaker friend was that there was this little bit of a monologue of one of the uh, pro, uh, antagonists. And he was like, it sounds a little clunky. Like, it, it just kind of slow... And it doesn't really work well. And I really like that monologue. So this gave me a chance to hear what it sounded like with an actor performing it. And my friend was right. It was slow. It was clunky. And it just didn't flow well with the rest of the dialogue going on. And that's what the beautiful thing about a table read is. Is that you can read it one way and thinking how it sounds, but when you actually hear an actor perform it, it can change on their interpretation of what you wrote. So I took my notes on that, and then I did a Q&A with the actors to get their feedback, and they gave me a lot of good, good feedback as well. And then they also gave me my log lines. They also gave me my log lines for this script. Now, I wasn't thinking of terms of log lines or elevator pitch, I did the table read before I listened to Save the Cat. And now that I listened to Save the Cat and what they told me about my log lines, it kind of worked out quite well. Because your log lines is a brief two-sentence description of what your movie is. And an easy way to do that is to compare it to other movies that are already made. And they told me that this script was a lot like The Road meets The Unit. And I'm like, that's perfect. Because that's kind of what I was going for. So then I went home and I wrote my log lines. One of the tips they give you in Save the Cat is write your log lines first. And then go up to people and give, tell people your log lines for your script idea. And see if they would want to see that movie. So this led me to version 6 of the script. And after we wrote version 6, we kind of put it away. Because we both had live stuff going on. This was back in August of last year. I was getting ready to retire. The Army was still taking up a lot of my time. He has his job, his family that he had to work with, as including getting his own books and his own material out there. So the long shots got put on the back burner. And then November rolled around, and I started talking with another friend of mine who's producing his own feature-length film that he wrote, he's producing, and he's directing, his first-time director, and he's doing this on a below shoestring budget, like pretty much all volunteers. And best of luck to him. It's a hard endeavor to do to get people to 
commit for 29 days to film something they're not getting paid for. But he's pulling it off and he's doing a great job doing it and best of luck to him. I gave him my strip to read because he's another screenwriter and just to get some more input on where I could go with it. Because it was kind of just sitting there at this point. He told me that it had no plot and I had no character art. Now what a character art is, is that when you're writing your characters in your screenplay, the character at the beginning of the movie is not the same character that's at the end of the movie. There's a change that happens to them. That's the purpose of the movie, is that it's playing that change through the drama that happens. So I went back to a couple of my other friends who I let read the script, to include Matt as well, and he didn't agree with his assessment. Actually, no one agreed with his assessment, but it got me thinking. So it took me back to reading my script. And then I wrote down a whole bunch of notes of where I can make these changes to maybe outline the character arc a little bit better. But I didn't do anything to change the plot because I know there was a plot there. So from that rewrite, it kind of added some more pages to it. After my huge cut down to 32, we are now back up to 38. And then I sent it over to my co-writer and he cleaned it up because of my writing style. When I'm writing, I don't like using contractions at first. So he cleans all that up, made some makes my dialogue sound more human and less robot. After that, we hammered out a few more things. He had a couple questions about because of the change of timelines that were happening in the script. We hammered all that out and we got it done. Now, what we have now, I believe, is a working script that we are ready to produce. Now, I would get into the next steps and future episodes, maybe in an interview with someone who's done this, or maybe just another solo episode like I'm doing now. But that was the writing of my current script and my process. Now, since then, I've had another idea for a screenplay. This one is a feature-length idea. Now, when you say short film to feature-length, short film is pretty much less than 44 minutes, where a feature-length is 120 pages or more, two hours. So with this new one, I'm not giving you any of the input on what this new one is. Just know that it's feature length. It's based off an idea. I already have my log lines for it. I already have my elevator pitch for it, which are on my corkboard. Now, I use a corkboard as my writing tool. I have the title of my project at the top, my characters at the top as well with their description, what they're wearing, and what is their intent and their objectives. With intent and objectives, you can write drama. And then I have a section that's labeled Act 1, another one Act 2, and another one Act 3. Writing a script, they tell you to put in a three-act structure. An easy description of the three-act structure is a hero goes up the tree, enemies attack him while he's in the tree, and then Act 3 is when he finds his way out of the tree. Now, when he's finding his way out of the tree... Whatever he uses to get out of the tree has to be introduced in Act 1. You can't just throw magic in there. Like, oh, I forgot about my magic rope. No. If you didn't introduce the magic rope in Act 1 when you're introducing your characters, then it's just lazy writing and you had no idea where your story was going. So on here, I have six 3x5 cards in each act which represent the each scene 
that's in the movie. And then I have three extra 3x5 cards that are outside those acts as scenes that maybe need to be inserted to fill in something or scenes that I think are really cool that I just want to throw in there. Usually when you have those type of scenes, they go in act two because act one is your introduction. You introduce all your main players, your protagonist, your antagonist, your B story, all of that. Your act two is all the fun and games they get to get into the climax. And then act three is your climax where your protagonist and your antagonist meet. And I have this all outlined on my board. Then I take it to my computer where I put it into the, I write out the scene descriptions and the slug lines. Slug lines is your scene number. If it's day or night, if it's interior, exterior, and a brief description of the location. That's what a slug line is. And then after that, I'll have my scene description, which is the beginning of every scene before you get to the dialogue. This outlines what is happening in the scene as well as who is there and props and stuff like that that would be in the scene. So in this episode, we covered my writing process, how I wrote my current script that I'm planning on shooting here soon, Long Shots. Once again, working title. How I worked with my co-writer on this, where he did a lot of, he helped me with a lot of the ideas of hammering them out. He was like that sounding board that I could talk to, as well as he edited my writing. He cleaned up my spelling, my grammar, uh, and made my dialogue a little bit more believable. Yeah, that's, okay, that's writing in a nutshell. So I'm going to end this episode by giving you some tips and some recommendations. Some of my tips are get a notebook. If you want to become a filmmaker or a writer, you're going to need a really good notebook. I use a art system notebook. It's one of the ring-based ones, so it's easy to remove and insert pages. I also have about 25 other notebooks on my desk of different types where I keep different story ideas as well as other notes. So get a notebook, write down your ideas, just notebooks are the birthplace of ideas. And in a notebook is where your ideas sustain. Some of my other tips and recommendations is read the book, save the chat, as well as screenwriting. That's another good one. A new one I just picked up, and I'll give you a review on it later, is how to write a bad screenplay. And then a documentary I watched just recently called Tales from the Script a documentary of different screenwriters talking about their journey in the film industry and how hard it was to get their stuff written or get their stuff made. Like one of the guys there, he has nine that weren't bought. He has six that were bought, not produced. And he had three that were bought and produced just because you write a screenplay doesn't mean movies are made. I'd like to thank all y'all for joining me on this second episode of the Zat's Film Odyssey podcast. I look forward to hearing from you. Uh, you can leave, go to our website, warriorteamproductions.com, and leave a note on the episode. Find it in the menu underneath Zat's Film Odyssey podcast. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought. As well, you can just email us at zach at warriorteamproductions.com to give us your feedback as well. I'm always looking to improve, so your feedback... I don't take it as a personal attack against me. I take it as ways I can make myself better and give people better content to listen to 
and to visualize once I start doing video. Well, thank you again. I hope you guys have a great day. And until next time, remember to chase your dreams, reach for the stars, and I'll see you all next week.